You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Welcome to Garden City Church. I'm so glad you joined us today. Garden City is a place where you can belong before you believe. Today, we're continuing our new series called Garden City, and some of you may have noticed that we've had a new name change, and we're so excited about it. The goal of this series is to help us grow spiritually, both deeper roots and greater fruit in our faith, and then also to have a a greater grasp on God's great vision of restoring the world from a garden that was blessed and then broken into a garden city. In today's sermon, we're going to learn from Jesus, how to understand and cultivate different soils in the gardens of our lives. We'll be looking at a parable, two questions, and four types of soil. So let's jump into the parable. Jesus said in Matthew 13, a farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path and birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow and they sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants and the thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. Now, the first layer to this parable was to get Jesus' listeners, both in his day and then us who are listening to it today, to ask the question, what are the seeds, what are the soils, and primarily to ask this question, am I becoming good soil? Or maybe like the not-so-good soil. And as we'll see, the, the soils that we're talking about really represent the hearts of people. And so Jesus is getting the listener to move from asking the question, how is my heart? toward God. After you hear this first part of the story, the first read or hearing of the parable, Jesus is really trying to get his listeners back in his day and then those of us today who are listening it, listening to it now to ask the question, like, how is the soil of my life? What is the soil of my life? We'll find out a little bit later that the soil really represents human hearts. And so again, in the first layer of meaning, we're learning to ask, how's my heart toward God? But then as Jesus explains and kind of like reveals a new and deeper layer, as we'll see, he's beginning to get us to ask the question, how are the hearts of those around me toward God? Let's let's move deeper into this parable. Jesus said in an explanation to his disciples, consider then the parable of the farmer or the gardener. Whenever people hear the word about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and carries off what was planted in their hearts. This is the seed that was sown on the path. As for the seed that was spread on rocky ground, this refers to people who hear the word and immediately receive it joyfully. Because they have no roots, though, they last for only a little while. And when they experience distress or abuse, or some translations say troubles and trials, because of the world, they immediately fall away. As for the seed that was spread among thorny plants, 
This refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of this life and the false appeal of wealth choke the word and it bears no fruit. As for what was planted on good soil, this refers to those who hear and understand and bear fruit and produce, in one case, a yield of 100 to 1, in another case, a yield of 60 to 1, and in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. In this layer of the parable, Jesus moves from helping his disciples learn how to be good soil to learning how to be good gardeners. Do you notice that? Moving from being a good disciple to becoming a good disciple maker, learning how to mentor and lead and help guide others. These soils that Jesus talks about, these four, are what he looks for to understand the spiritual reality of what is going on inside people. So first, what's the meaning of the seeds? What's the meaning of the soils? These are two important questions. Whenever people hear the word about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and carries off what was planted in their hearts. So we see that seeds equal the word of the kingdom or the message of the kingdom of God. And the soil, according to this parable, equal the hearts of people or the, or the place of spiritual understanding inside people. It's where we you know, spiritually perceive things is really what it's getting at. So the next question is, what are the different soils? We have four types of soils. And again, I would remind us that these four soils are almost like four lenses to look at maybe the spiritual reality that people are experiencing. So the seeds on the path, that soil is the hard hearts. Again, it's Jesus said, whenever people hear about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and carries off what was planted in their hearts. This is the seed that was sown on the path. Maybe hard-hearted soil is hard-hearted because of anger or because of maybe some <laughs> uh, sin. There's all kinds of reasons for maybe a, a heart to get hard and to be um, unreceptive to God and to the, his message of the kingdom. But maybe soil or our hearts can get hard because of being hurt or angry or walking away from some bad bits of religion that we've experienced. You know, whatever the case may be, Jesus teaches that evil exploits the hardness or resistance in our heart to take away the good that has been given. Notice there's a seed, something good from the kingdom that's been given that is taken away by evil. Isn't that so true that bitterness, resentment, Maybe there's been a reaction to something that was appropriate that has now kind of taken root and caused the soil of our heart to get so hard that it, it takes away our joy, takes away our love, takes away our gratitude, even our faith. See, a hard heart allows for evil to come and remove something really good in the midst of something broken. There's a lot of reasons that our hearts can get hard, that the seeds can't get in the soil. It can be because of maybe a deep sense of anger, maybe sin in our life, something we haven't released. Sometimes it can happen because we've been hurt, or we're, uh, and that hurt has led to like bitterness and resentment. Maybe some, some people have hard hearts because they've experienced some bad bits of religion. And whatever the case may be, Jesus teaches us that evil act actually exploits the hardness of our heart, the resistance in our heart, to take away the good that has been given. You know, isn't it true that bitterness and resentment, even if for maybe starting out with some valid reasons, can lead to us to a place where, where it steals our joy, it takes away our love, it takes away our ability to, to sense and feel gratitude, 
maybe even our sense of faith. I think this is such an important warning that Jesus is teaching his disciples to look out for that hard, the hard hearts in ourselves and in others where we can't receive that which is good. I know that sometimes in my relationship with my wife where we can get frustrated with each other if my heart gets hard, like I'm not able to receive the the good word, the truthful word, the beautiful things that she would have uh, for me. Or uh, even with other friendships, um, a hard heart prevents us from receiving the good that God wants to give us. And here's what Jesus is training us to have eyes for. Where are these areas in uh, the lives around us and also in ourselves where We've allowed our hearts to grow so cold, so bitter and resentful, maybe even starting off with a good desire or a good, a good reason. Now we've allowed something dark to steal some of our humanity from us, like, like seeds being plucked from concrete by crows. Don't let that happen and keep your eye out for that. Rocky soil. And this is like shallow hearts. This is learning to, to see where, where there's soil, where there's there's rocks. And uh, it goes on to say in verse 20, as the seed that was spread on rocky ground, this refers to people who hear the word and immediately receive it joyfully. They're super excited about it at first. But then verse 21, because they have no roots, they last for only a little while. Well, what's the lack of roots? When they experience distress or abuse because of the world, they immediately fall away. So this is really important to learn to train our eyes for as leaders and mentors and disciple makers. So what's Jesus getting at here with this soil? Well, I, I think in his day and age, his culture, and especially in our culture in North America, it's so easy to receive and enjoy and accept the benefits of faith in Jesus without uh, accepting and counting the cost of the challenge of discipleship to Jesus. Our culture often wants the blessing without the challenge of the cross. Shallow hearts or rocky soil accept quickly the good news of Jesus, but flame out fast when their faith hits some challenges, hits some rocks. And I want to encourage you and remind you in your own heart and how you understand Jesus, and when you communicate who Jesus is, we need to make sure we have a robust understanding of Jesus and tell the full story that Jesus is amazing and offers us a new life, a flourishing life, eternal life with God. But Jesus took the way of the cross. And so to follow in his footsteps means that we're going to have to go through some cross-like moments and it, there's going to be challenges. And we're going to sometimes you know, have hardship because of our faith or for our faith. And sometimes just life isn't easy for anybody. And the promise of the gospel is that, that Jesus delivers us through those cross-like moments. And so I just want to encourage you to not like just take the pieces of Jesus that you want, but realize that he's part of this larger story and that that actually is a more beautiful story that brings us through both the blessing and the brokenness. All right, the third soil is thorny soil. And this is uh, what I'd call distracted hearts. As for the seed that was spread among the thorny plants, this refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of this life and the false appeal of wealth choke out the word, and it bears no fruit. This echoes Matthew 6, where Jesus sees how worried and anxious people are around him, and, and Jesus teaches that anxieties reveal where our heart is. It reveals whether we're serving this master with our lives or this master, or whether we're trying to serve too. And in this moment, Jesus helps us see there's a connection between anxiety and worry. 
and serving multiple masters. Jesus says this in, uh, in Matthew 6, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God and wealth or God and whatever it might be. I see a lot of distracted hearts right now, anxious, worried, very fearful, and sometimes for good reason. And it's so easy to fall into the traps of alleviating the worries and anxieties and fears we have by providing the answers ourselves or through other things, by pledging our lives to other masters other than God to provide what we want when we want. So we might pledge ourselves to the God of workaholism or a political party or some form of religion that's not healthy and Jesus-centered um, to alleviate our worries, to be the, the God or the thing that provides the need that we have when we feel it. And so we have these like knee-jerk reactions uh, and reach out to these gods that will help us when we want, the way we want, rather than waiting on God and trusting in him that he's a good God and a good father who will provide for me and provide for our situations in ways that maybe we wouldn't expect. This soil, it's challenging us and ourselves to remember to trust in God, that he's our provider, and to, to understand when people are experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, and you look at our culture, uh, there's, a, there's a fear there that that they don't have what they need, that the provision's not going to be there, that God's not going to be good for them. When you see Christians who are struggling with fear and anxiety, uh, so much so that they're going to other places to get what they want, that is a, that's a sign of functional atheism. We say we believe in God, but in our actions, we trust ourselves and we trust other gods to get us what we want. It's difficult to walk through the scarcity moments with faith, but for Christ followers, we have to learn to trust our Heavenly Father. He's going to take care of us. He has good gifts, and he knows our needs. The distracted heart with, these, with all these you know, thorns and thistles and weeds that have grown up, that anxiety is the fruit of an idolatrous root or a root where we're serving two masters and our hearts are divided. If we learn to have like a trusting heart, we all of a sudden go to a single focus, and our anxieties and worries are much more manageable. We put them in the hands of God. The fourth soil, this is good and fruitful soil, and I would say this reveals the soft heart. In verse 23, in Matthew 13, Jesus says, As for what was planted on good soil, this refers to those who hear and understand and bear fruit and produce. In one case, a yield of 100 to, to 1, in another case, 60 to 1, and another 30 to 1. So what makes soil good? In this passage, we see a heart who hears and understands and bears fruit out of their life. We listen and respond to the voice of the gardener. We receive the seed that God has from his kingdom, and there's fruit there. We are receptive soil. We're receptive to the goodness of God. Jesus is teaching us to have eyes to discover fruitful, receptive soil all around us. And then the difference between that and unfruitful, non-receptive soil. Sometimes we don't know the difference. Where do you see receptive soil in the lives around you? In your own heart, where do you see that? There's two types of soil here. There's receptive soil and resistant soil. Even though there's four of them, three of them are resistant, right? So the bad news here is that 70% of the soil in our lives and the gardens of our life could be tough and resistant to the kingdom of God. 
and maybe maybe 75% of the soil in your own heart is resistant. 25% in this story is, is healthy and ready and fruitful soil. So plant seeds wisely, Jesus is saying. Find and focus on the soft, fruitful soil uh, in the lives of people around you, in the garden of your life and in your own life. People and places of receptivity are important to identify so that you can cultivate that goodness and help it grow. So much of the time we might spend uh, trying to plant seeds in soil that's not receptive. It's not going to be fruitful. And this is why Jesus is teaching us this. It matters uh, if we're going to be good disciple makers, good leaders, and we're going to be good gardeners. Jesus is teaching us to be wise, fruitful gardeners our lives and our communities to garden toward a garden city. I want to invite you to join us on our 21-day devotional and go through each week, and especially this week, uh, go through week two. You're going to go through this devotional, grab one of these. If you don't have one, just message us and, and we'll send you one. But each day you're going to look at one of the seven gardens of your life. And this week we're going to be looking at the soils. How is the soils of the gardens? in your life. If you don't know what the seven gardens are, I want to encourage you to go back to last week's message. We took a deeper dive into those seven gardens to help you flourish. As you go through the devotional, you'll be identifying ways to help yourself grow and help other people flourish and grow and bloom right where they're planted. We believe God is at work in every garden of our life, not just limited to the ones we think are most spiritual, like our church life or our, you know, our personal life, but also in our, in our public life. Can you see what God is doing in each garden of your life? Guys, I love you so much. If you found this helpful, share it with somebody. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.